Series 2, Episode 11, Four Vital Questions. Question 1, Being. What is wisdom? What does that word even mean? How can we implement wisdom in our everyday lives? Psychiatrist and executive coach Dr. Sunil invites you to join him on a transformational and sacred quest to experience meaning, purpose, and fun in both your life and work. These podcasts will not only empower you to wisely navigate through a confusing world, but to grow in body, mind, and spirit, which will ultimately have us Dancing with Wisdom. Hello, and welcome to the Dancing with Wisdom podcast, as we invite you to join us on your quest to make sense of life. My name's Sonora Heja. And my name's Elliot Frisbee. And with that in mind, I would like to move on to chapter eight. And I thought chapter eight would be a good place to start, um, actually, within your book, because um, I want to make reference to the book, because the last chapter we talked about, the last podcast, was actually referring to um, chapter seven. But in chapter eight, this this took my, uh, really sparked my my thoughts here, because you said it's titled Four Vital Questions. Yeah. And you've used the word vital, which is quite a strong word. So <laughs> I thought what we do over the next few podcasts is actually explore these four questions, if that's okay with you. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right. So can I, can I have permission just to read the first paragraph that's, of your book? Let's do that. How does wisdom equip and empower us to live a life such that we rise above the meaninglessness and mediocrity around us and the different challenges we face? I believe it is by enabling us to answer with confidence four questions. They concern the essence of who we are, how we relate to others, how we do the work we are called to do, and ultimately the importance of what we leave behind at the end of this life. We ourselves are leaving for a future that is the greatest mystery of all, but should also be a wonderful fulfillment and culmination of this earthly existence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The four questions are. As we begin, yes, okay, this podcast, one, being, if I'm going to be a person I can live with, what kind of person will that be? Yes. Explain. Well, I mean, that's the question of identity, isn't it, really? Understanding who I am. And then so, just to profess this a little bit further, is that a, a guy called John Calvin in the 15th century said there are two great things you can know about, is the knowledge of God and the knowledge of of ourselves. He said true wisdom combines the two, knowledge of God and knowledge of ourselves. And most fundamental about ourselves is who am I? What is my identity? And, you know, as I said on previous podcasts, I've always been fascinated by wisdom. And one of the reasons has been because that's been a big struggle for me to understand who am I? And I think part of it goes back to being an immigrant coming from India when I was just three years old, uh, barely speaking English, Really speaking anything, I suppose. <laughs> but but the point being that growing up in a new culture and a new environment and not really knowing how to relate, you know, it was growing up at school, they would say to me that India is your country. And I, I didn't go till I was eight years old. And then when I got there when I was eight, everybody would tell me that England's your country. And so never feeling that I really belonged anywhere. So I didn't feel I was Indian. I didn't feel I was English. That was a huge issue around identity. and. What I've learned as well is a lot of people actually struggle with that in different ways in terms of how does one define oneself. And people use all sorts of ways to define oneself. You know, um, I'm a doctor, I'm a, uh, I'm a mother, I'm a father, I'm a, you know, all sorts of things. But 
the identity, the labels that we give to ourselves can have quite, well, it can either empower us or it can, as it were, diminish us and, and get, get us stuck. So whose responsibility is it to discover that person that you want to be? I mean, is it a case where you should be trained to do it at a very, very young age? So you are, so it's in your natural routine of developing as a human being, or is it something that you need to take responsibility for now and say, right, you know, be the best person you can possibly be? And is it too late? Some people will be like, oh, it's too late for me. Well, I think one of the problems that we have is, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, is that we are actually human beings before we're human doings. But mm. so much of our identity is based on doing. So I'm a doctor or I'm a, or I'm a whatever. And the problem with that is, is that it never lasts. And ultimately, we can set ourselves up for failure. So how can I put this to explain it? I mean, how do I get a sense of, being a completely accepted and loved child of God, because it's only within God that you can actually get that security. By which I mean the sense that anything else ultimately can be taken away from you. Yeah, I, so I, pre I appreciate that. But also, do people have a responsibility themselves of being the best version of them they can possibly, yes. possibly be? And by doing that, aren't they having a closer relationship with God who's given you this life and this all of these opportunities, okay, and things that you need to have hurdles you need to overcome and beautiful things to experience. Yeah. So surely, yeah, we can go and, and find that journey. But on that route, surely we should say, actually, you know, what's the best version of me? What I always say, you know, if, if you do, if you are able to be supported and succeed and, and work towards the thing you're absolutely amazing yeah. at, this would be a pretty awesome planet. It would be, but we do hit a problem because when we base our identity, and, you know, we all do this, and, I've, and, and this is what I've struggled with, is that when we base our identity on doing, it always raises the question of how, you know, of, to, of doing good, okay? How much good is good enough? And when I don't reach my own standards, how do I handle that? Because when I'm doing well, it's very easy for me to become proud of myself in a bad way in terms of comparing myself to others and say that I'm a better person than somebody else who, who isn't doing the good things that I'm doing. Or when I don't reach my own standards, then to be hard on myself and, as it were, psychologically beat myself up because I'm not reaching yeah, the standards that I've set for myself. And that's, that's one of these issues around identity because it's based on performance. And performance is always a dangerous place to be because either you, you don't reach it or you do reach the standards you set and then you, you, well, you don't reach it and, and, and you become deflated and demotivated, even depressed, or you do reach it and you become proud. But, and self-righteous. Yeah, so you're saying what's high up, but surely, surely it's worse if you don't try and go for it at all. So what I mean by that is that at the end of the day, you've got this life and you've yeah. been given gifts. Yes. Okay? You've been given gifts. Every single person who listens to this, doesn't matter who you are, yes. everyone who listens to this, have amazing gifts that no one else can do. Yes. Okay? You've got your thing. We're all uniquely. We're all yeah. unique. So surely we have an obligation to find out what that is, yes. acknowledge it, and use it to our very, very best. So even though we may not hit 
the actual standard that you might want to ultimately be one day, at least you're saying, Do you know what, I've been given a gift and I'm going to use it because in many ways, and I know you just excuse me saying this, like you, you wouldn't, you would never let down God. But what you can do is you're basically saying, you know, you've given me this and I'm going to do my very, very best. Yes. Well, you're, you're hitting on something actually that's the third question, which is about doing. It's, it's being, relating, doing and leaving. But we've got to get the being right. Being precedes doing. This is really important. Mm. But so often we base our identity on doing. I mean, I'll give you an, I'll give you an illustration that, you know, because what we say is that we, we say I'm a good person because of what I do rather than looking at my own identity. And I, I'll try to illustrate this. If you think of, you, you know, those bell-shaped curves um, that, that you used to do at maths, you know, in maths and of the normal distribution. So it's a bell shaped with um, most people at the top and then you've got the extremes. So if you wanted to decide who in terms of identity would we would describe as good people, you know, you might have somebody like, I don't know, Mother Teresa at one end. And then who would we describe as, say, bad people? Might be someone like Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin at the other end. And then there's the rest of us somewhere along that continuum. Now, if I base my identity on my performance, on how good I'm being, or how good I'm doing, the problem is how good is good enough. And, you know, people say, um, I'm not as, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, how can I put this? Um, trying to find the right, the right way to explain this. You have this, just to remind you, we, we have this normal distribution curve and we've got clearly people who are good and bad on, on the other end with the rest of us somewhere in the middle. On what basis should God accept me? If we say, okay, God accepts people who are good, then at what point? At 51%? At 49%? And if you say that, then... Well, you're about- talking about the achievement. You're talking about the achievement. You're, yeah. you're talking about the achievement. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm talking about just generally acknowledging, mm. you know, what you, the abilities that you have Yes. And using them. If you've got a great artist, yeah. okay, and they are great, and they never paint, mm. they say, oh, I'll get around to it one day. I'll yeah. pick up a canvas one day. You know, what you should, as a best friend of that person, you've got to buy him a canvas and some, and some yes. oils, and so you paint. And you know what? If that one painting mm. went on their best friend's wall, so everyone's, every time someone looks at that, they could say, I'm looking at, I say it's losing, looking at, a little piece of God, because God has given that person a gift, gift and that person has used it. And surely that would please, that would please God. Yes. You know, so it's not about I've made a million canvases. It's about I've used that gift and I've brought pleasure to other people. Other people have benefited from the gifts that I've been given. No, absolutely. I'm going to, and I'm going to quote to you from Martin Luther King, actually. Great. Uh, his quote, which is actually in the section on doing. And he says, if a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted or Beethoven composed music or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. He says some great things. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's, you know, that's... That I wholeheartedly agree with. The question is when my identity is based 
on doing good things. This is what I'm trying to get at. So I'm not, I'm not opposed to doing great things. I'm saying it's when I define myself through that. And it's very easy to do. It's incredibly easy. And, and we all do it. But the problem is we then base our acceptance of, of God of us or even of ourselves on the basis of how we're doing. Because all of us fall below, uh, below the standards as well. It's often the case that we fall below standards that we set for ourselves. And then how do I deal with that? Or when I reach it, how do I deal with that? And so this is what I was trying to talk about, this whole issue with this normal distribution curve, is that on what basis does, does God accept me? Because at the end of the day, identity, the most secure identity is to know that you're loved and accepted by the creator of the universe. But on what basis should he love and accept me? And if I say, God, you should love and accept me on the basis of how good I'm doing and all these great things I'm doing, the question is, how good is good enough? And, you know, what I was trying to say is that we can, we can agree that Mother Teresa was a good person in the sacrificial life that she lived. We can talk about, you know, even Jesus, you know, right at the other, at that extreme goodness. And we can talk about the bad people at the other end who, who do terrible crimes, and do terrible things. But the rest of us are somewhere along uh, are on that spectrum. So if I base my goodness and my acceptance of, of God on me, then... Where do I draw the line? Do I say it's at 51%, 60%, 70%? And if I say that, what about the poor guy? If I say, if I say the past mark is 51% and somebody gets 50%, then that poor guy has been condemned because of 1%. Yeah, but what about the story? You have to excuse me. Um, yeah. My knowledge isn't as good as yours. But the story of the um, person at uh, the side, side of the road. The Good Samaritan. Uh, yeah, the Good Samaritan story. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. And then, then he basically gave more. Uh, the 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 chap at the end gave more than all of them because he gave everything he had. Oh, sorry, no, we're talking. We're not talking about Samaritan. No, no, we're talking about. You know the story I'm talking about. So there was, so, there was someone on the side of the road, and then someone come along and gave them load of gold. But that he had loads, loads of gold. That person had loads, loads of gold to spare. Then someone else came along, gave gave a load of um, jewelry. But that they had loads of jewelry to give. But then the last person come up and said. You know, all I've got is this one oh, coin. Okay, okay. Take it. And so, effectively, that person's given the coin. That person's given. Yes. I'm going to have to look this up because no, it's no, driving no. me nuts. So, so you're talking about the widow's mite. You're talking about Jesus is watching people in the temple, giving their offerings to the temple. And so rich people come and they put in loads of stuff. But this poor widow comes along and she just gives her two tiny pennies. That's the one. And Jesus says, this poor widow has given more than everybody else because, and this is wisdom, because they've given out of their wealth, so they didn't really feel the difference. But she gave practically everything that she lives on in faith and out of her faith and devotion. Um, and so what, what's the point you're making there? So, yeah. so my, my point is, is that surely, you know, first of all, does, doesn't, two questions. One, doesn't God accept everyone? And which is a one one point. And, yeah. and second, the second point is that, you need to just, shouldn't you, one should just like, you throw themselves, it doesn't matter if you've like, you know, you've been really successful or not very successful in your field, whatever you deem that to be. Yeah. The fact that you are just going for it and following your true true heart, the gifts that you've been given, your true calling, yeah. But the issue is, but on what basis, remember we talked in, in, in the previous podcast about, uh, when we talk about defining wisdom with divine, we talked about God as being an infinite, eternal, and as, being, as a spirit, infinite, eternal, unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, goodness, 
holiness, justice, and truth. So we're talking about someone who's in a completely different league, in a completely different level to any of us. And how do you please somebody of that level, of that, of that, of that high standard? And if we try and do it on the basis of our own goodness, it's never going to be enough. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to do a massive curveball here. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to take God out of the question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it out. Let's just, let's just, let's just take, take out the situation for a minute for all those people who have a hard time dealing with, with, God, with, God, with yeah. God, okay? All right? Mm. All right, so we just, we're, on, we're on planet Earth. All right, we're on planet Earth. We're human beings. Yep, that's okay? right. Okay, and we feel, we feel stuff and we want wisdom. Yeah. Okay, we, work, we want to be dancing with wisdom for whatever that means for the time we are on Earth. Earth. What happens afterwards? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And okay. part of that dancing with wisdom is having a security and confidence that I'm right with myself and I'm right with the world and I'm right with the universe. I'm, I'm, and obviously I would say with God, but I'm taking him out of, the, out of the equation at the moment. I would want to have that sense that I'm right. I'm right with. The problem we've got there is how are you going to define it? And you're going to, you, the only way you can define it is on your performance, is on your good works. And the problem is how much good is good enough? That's the problem we've got. But because the question here is, if I'm going to be a person I can live with, hmm. what kind of person will that be? Yes. So could it not be more simple and say, I want to have wisdom, I want to develop wisdom in being the best parent I can be. I, within my work, I do this, 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 and people benefit from that. I'm going to be the best that I can be. I have this body. I've been gifted with a body, and I've, I've got two arms and two legs. How lucky am I to yeah, yeah. have that when somebody blind? I can see. I can see. I've got things. Yeah, I'm blessed. And, and that's wonderful. But, yeah. So surely I should do the best I possibly can with those things. That that's that's being is that being the best person you you can be by acknowledging and it's having a, gratitude. Gratitude is certainly part of that, and, and that's huge. It's really important. Question is, who are you grateful to? You have to be grateful to somebody. That's that's one big issue. You know, it, we we can talk about gratitude in a general sense, but you've got to be grateful to someone. And it still boils down. What I'm trying to get at is this fact that I mean, I don't even reach my standards. And how can I have the confidence to know that God? I'm coming back to bringing God back in here. How God, the universe, fully accepts me. I would argue, I would say that um, my confidence comes not based on my performance, but based on the performance of someone who has lived a perfect life that I couldn't live. And I say to God, accept me, not on the basis of how well I've done, but on the basis of how well Christ has done. So You're going to have to go deeper on that. It's, it was, it's pretty deep. What, so his death, in a sense, and we talked about this in the, in the last podcast, his death is the means by which I become right. So rather than saying, God, accept me on how well I'm doing, who knows where the pass mark is on that? And how about the poor guy? You know, if we said the pass mark is 51%, how about the poor guy who gets 50? Mm-hmm. Okay. Rather than using that, which is completely based on performance, the other alternative is, is my identity is based on trusting someone who has performed far better than I ever could. So wisdom then becomes not about who I am. It, become about, it becomes about whose I am, who I belong to. Okay, I see that. Okay. 
So his performance, as it were, you know, the language that's used is his righteousness becomes mine. As I trust in him, as I look to him, then his rewards become my rewards. You know, it's a bit, you know, if you take a, a sports analogy might help as well. You know, when a football team plays and a football team, you know, it's a, you know in the World Cup and say, I can't remember who won the last World Cup. <laughs> I can't remember. Okay, it's completely going. slipped my mind. But whichever team wins, okay, that team is representing their country. But those 11 players on, on the team represent the entire nation. So, as it were, Jesus becomes our champion. He lives the perfect life that we could never live. And the Bible would also say that we, because we don't live up to God's standards, we are under judgment. We, are, we need to be rescued. So he takes the judgment on our behalf so that we can be right with God. Yeah, so I, I get that. I get that. And I get that about the gratitude of... So I, obviously I'm asking a lot of these questions from a listener's point of view as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, what, but what I want to point out is that I, I, I like that whose are you, you know. But surely you should do the very, very best with what you've been given, given. you see. So is it... Okay, so let's, let's change another, another question. If you acknowledge God and say, thank you, God, for these gifts you've given me, does that give you permission to go and be, go full out on it, on whatever this thing is, and try and get the very, very best because you're being grateful and doing it for God? Yeah, I think that, I mean... So it, suddenly can you make a lot of money and everything like that because you're doing it for, because you've acknowledged that you're doing, you, that you've been given this gift from God? You've got to obviously, wisdom would want to know, would look, would look at the whole context because... Yeah. Because you'd, you'd want to say, well, what are you doing for? Are you doing it for your glory? Are you doing it for God's glory? Are you going to use it to serve others? Or are you just going to use yeah, it yeah. To, to buy a, you know, just, just to pamper yourself? Yeah, yeah, see, that's a good answer. That's right. a really good answer. Because, because what they could do is, they, you know, you, if you've you found that connection, you feel like you're, you've got the wisdom there, you're doing it for the right reasons. But then what are you going to do with the reward of the gifts that you've been given? given exactly. What are you going to do with that? Yes. You know, so if you've got like, say, that, now there are lots of charitable people out there and that's, that's, you said football. Let's just take that as one of many, right? Yeah. Now, there, there'll be football players who say, I give a lot of money to charity. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them do, you know, yeah. and it's great. Yeah. And they give a lot of money to charity. But you've still got more money than you will ever possibly be able to spend. You're making a week of, more have... money than people will make in goodness knows how many years. Some, some in a lifetime, yeah. yeah. And so it's a case of, all right, so, you know, going back to that that two coins. Yes, the widow's money. Two coins. Yeah. Well, well, you know, why don't you keep everything that will secure your life? Everything on top of that, why don't you just give it away? Why don't <laughs> well, you give it away? Well, that's what, that's it. There was actually a, a rich young ruler who Jesus had a conversation with where that was entirely what happened. Oh, I know this story. Yeah, yeah, go on. So Jesus basically, um, this, this rich young man comes to Jesus and basically he, sa- he says he wants to follow him. You know, he, he calls him good teacher and he says to him, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus replies to him and says, why do you call me good? Don't you know that God is only good, is good, is, is, is good alone? And it's a fascinating conversation because what happens is that Jesus, you see, Jesus says to him, you know the commandments. You know, do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not commit murder. And he goes, and 
And the young man says, the rich young ruler says, I've kept all these since I was a boy. And then Jesus says to him, well, then in that case, go sell everything you have and give to the poor. And it says the man went away disappointed. And it's a fascinating conversation because, again, there's a lot of wisdom underneath there because what, what he's coming to say, what must I do? You see, his, his identity is based on what he does. He's rich. He's got all these resources. And he says, one thing I like, and he's, he's a moral, upright person, but he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says to him, you're calling me good. What is your mark of goodness? What is your measure of goodness? And he says, he, he says, you know, the commandments. And he, he, Jesus does not mention one of the commandments, which is covetedness, greed. And he, he ticks us all the boxes. He doesn't commit adultery, he doesn't commit murder. He doesn't do all the other. He honors his father and mother. He does all those things. But Jesus, as it were, hits it on the nail when he says, well, if you're going to try and get to heaven on the basis of what you do, then why don't you go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor? Because there's always more you can do. That's what I'm trying to get at. There's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's always people ahead of you in terms of being good. And so where are you going to draw the line? Okay. And that's why, you see, I, I, I strongly believe if that rich young ruler had said turned to Jesus and said, I can't do it, I really can't do it, help me uh, because I'm a slave to my wealth. Jesus, I'm pretty sure from what I know of the rest of the scriptures, would have said, then you're in. Because you're confessing your inaction. The only thing that you need to come to Christ is to confess that you can't do it. Okay. If you try and come on the basis of what you do, if your identity is based on what you're doing, then you'll fail. All right. Well, let's wrap it up from there. So we talk about the four vital questions. Yes. Uh, which will start chapter eight. And question number one, being. Yes. So just do a quick uh, roundup well, for us. A quick roundup on that is that our, our identity is so much based on our doing. And really, it's not about, about how well we're performing. The problem with performance is that either it can lead to arrogance and pride because we're doing well, or despondency and despair because we're not meeting up to our own internal standards. The best approach to identity is not about, about who I am, but whose I am. And if I have my identity based on who Christ is and what he has done for me, then I know I'm totally accepted and can have incredible confidence and joy because I know it's not about me. It's about somebody who's perfect and lived a perfect life on my behalf. And that's really something worth getting excited about. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, well, we want to hear your thoughts. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, do leave a comment below. Um, give us a thumbs up and please subscribe. And if you're listening to the podcast, then please do tell your friends about it. Uh, we'd love them to join our quest to be ultimately dancing with wisdom. And they can find out more here at, at the podcast. They can catch up on previous podcasts as well, of course. So, Neil, how can we, they get and hold you? Can of you can find me, get hold of us at, at drsunil.com. You can leave comments and questions uh, over there. That, that'd be great. Yeah. Fantastic. And you can get hold of me, Elliot Frisbee, uh, Elliot at monkeynutuk.com or on the Monkey Nut Audiobooks Instagram or Facebook, where we can also take your questions. So, Sunil, really interesting. I'm looking forward to going to vital question number two, and uh, I'll see you then. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Dancing with Wisdom podcast, presented by Sunil Rahija and Elliot Frisbee. For details on the Dancing with Wisdom book and its accompanying workbook, please visit drsunil.com. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, then please share it. Give it a thumbs up on YouTube and help it to grow by giving it a nice review. 
Life's challenges can diminish, define, or develop you. Which one will it be? Make sure you hunger for the wise one. The choice is yours.